Well, we've been teasing a giveaway, and the time is finally here. So before we get started, I'd like to thank Cursed Cult for teaming up with us and give you all of the details on how to win the shirt they have been so kind as to supply. You will need to listen to this episode, featuring the short story, Wear Your Mask. Then, in an email, answer the following question. What state was Jen from? Quite simple, isn't it? The email must be addressed to unwantedthingspod at yahoo.com. That's unwantedthingspod at yahoo.com. With no uppercase letters, funny symbols, anything of the sort. We will then take all of the names of those with the correct answer and draw one at random. The winner will be sent a shirt. And that's that. Whether you win or not, you should find Cursed Cult on their Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and check out their shop. They have horror merchandise to die for. One small disclaimer on the contest. The shirt sizes are available from small to 2X. Nothing more, nothing less. That being said, let's start the show. Welcome all to Unwanted Things. And the start of Spooktober, my favorite time of year. I am your beloved host, Cameron Baker. Today's episode is a classic slasher that I've been dying to read for you all. So, let's not waste any more time. For your listening displeasure, I give you where your mask by Cameron Baker <laughs> Oh, come on. Derek laughed. You never had a chance to beat me last week. Even if you hadn't lost your starting QB, I still outscored you by what? 38 points? Just wait. We'll meet again in the playoffs. You'll see. My team is stacked. Just a bad start, Brad replied. Oh my gosh, you guys. Is fantasy football seriously the only thing you two talk about? Jen said with a sigh. Brad laughed again. Sorry, babe, he said. You know our rivalry gets heated. And we got some serious money involved this year. And I'm going to win it all. Yeah, you better. $50 is way too much to be betting on stupid fantasy football. Ugh, you got me doing it now. Talk about anything else. Literally anything. Just then, a tall man, a very tall man, 
ducked out from the small shop at the end of the block and onto the sidewalk, and began walking towards them. It wasn't just that he was tall, either. His shoulders were so broad, he nearly took up the entire sidewalk. He looked like he belonged in a wrestling ring. He was bald, head shining in what was left of the sunlight and the streetlights that had recently flickered to life. He slowly shuffled one foot after another towards them, his long arm swaying softly with each step. And he held a bright yellow bag in one of his gargantuan fists. Jin, Derek, and Brent stepped closer to the wall in a single-file line in an attempt to get around him, but he made eye contact with them and blocked them off, slowly reaching into the bag. He pulled out three cloth masks and held them in their direction. Derek held up his hands and walked around the other way. No thanks, big guy. The whole virus thing is just a hoax, didn't you hear? Just another big lie from China. Brent laughed and followed Derek around the mammoth of a man, holding up each of his hands with the pointer finger and thumb touching, doing his best impersonation. China. It came from China. They both laughed and continued to walk away. Jen, on the other hand, had honestly forgotten her mask at home and felt bad for the guy. She grabbed the mask from him and muttered a quiet, Thank you and walked around him. She undid the packaging as she walked and put the blue cloth mask on and looked back. Even as she opened the glass door to the liquor store, the man still stood on the sidewalk, watching her. A few steps into the store, she allowed herself the cold chill she felt building between her shoulder blades the entire time the man's eyes were gazing at her. She caught up to Derek and Brent, and gave them an earful for walking away. Hey, assholes, thanks for leaving me with that giant creeper. You scared the shit out of me. You just stared at me the entire time I was walking away. What's that? Derek said. I couldn't hear you through your new boyfriend's gift, he laughed. He must not have scared you too much, he said, with a wink. Whatever, Jen said. Just get what you need and let's go rolling her eyes. And put these on, she said, gesturing the mask toward the two. Why? Derek said. They don't do anything. And they obviously aren't going to stop us, he gestured around the store. Jin just stared back at him, holding the masks toward him. Finally, Derek and Brent took the mask and put them on, but maintained their protesting throughout. All right, but I'm taking it off as soon as we get outside. When the three stepped out of the liquor store and back onto the sidewalk, the boys did exactly as they had said they would and took off their masks, putting them in their pockets. But Jen couldn't help but look for the tall man that had blocked off their path. Starting from the last place she saw him and scanning the rest of the shopping center for his massive frame. The encounter shook her and she couldn't exactly figure out why. Hey, Derek said grabbing her hand and effectively pulling her back into reality with a start. You okay? Yeah, she said, squeezing his hand tight. That guy just kind of freaked me out. 
She placed her head on his shoulder as they walked away, while asking Brent, How far away is this stupid party you're dragging us to? I really hate that you guys don't have Uber here. Brent walked behind the two and replied, What? You never have to walk anywhere in the nutmeg state? He joked, and then went on with a thick, fake accent. Well, here in Indiana, we like to party in them there cornfields. And ain't no Uber gonna take us out that far. Ugh, I get that. I'm just saying, why can't we drive? Why do we have to walk like a mile? Well... Derek cut in, because I don't want to drive my car into a cornfield or leave it on the road. You kind of want a low profile of these kind of things. Plus, we kind of want to scare everyone, just pop out of the corn on them. Should be pretty dark by the time we get there. (sighs) You hillbillies have a weird way of celebrating, she sighed, playfully bumping one of her hips into his, and the two shared a small laugh together. Brent stopped behind them and called out, Hey, let's cut behind the shopping center and get to the road that way instead of walking all the way around. Should save a few minutes. I gotta take a piss anyways. Derek and Jen exchanged glances and turned to follow him into the alley. All right, but do it in between a couple buildings. I don't want to hear any excuses about how cold it is out here, Jen said, and the three laughed walking into the alley. Brent stopped at a dumpster about halfway through and told the others to go on ahead and that he would catch up when he was finished. And they obliged. Placing the bag containing several bottles of liquor on the ground, Brent pulled down his zipper and began to urinate on the wall and dumpster with a loud, pleased sigh, leaning his head back and closing his eyes. When he opened them, it was much darker in the alley than it had been moments before. The alley was lit by one single light behind him, and it was as if something had been placed between him and the light. He turned his head to see what it was. Jesus, he said with a start, noticing the massive man from before standing right behind him. What the hell are you doing? Can't you see... The tall man interrupted him by grabbing Brent's right shoulder with one of his colossal hands and throwing him against the dumpster, causing Brent to urinate on himself. Brent corrected himself and began to stand. What the hell is your put? Again, Brent was cut off, but this time it was by a hefty fist crashing into his gut, causing all of the air to leave his lungs, hard enough to nearly make him vomit. That sensation, too, was cut short, as the masked behemoth before him grabbed him by the throat, so hard he could feel and hear things popping in his neck, and causing his eyes to bulge, pressing him against the wall. He tried to grab the man's hand away, but it was so large and strong, wrapping nearly completely around his neck, all he could do was scratch and choke as the giant's hand squeezed tighter. He began urinating on himself again. His eyes, bulging as they were, were still able to follow the other man's hand, slowly reaching into the bag he had been carrying with him earlier. 
Did you hear that? Derek asked Jin, with a small amount of worry in his voice. I'm sure it's just Brent trying to scare us. The two stood next to a hole in the fence behind the shopping center, leading to the street, facing the alley Brent was in. A large man in a cloth face mask emerged from the darkness where Brent should have been, and turned to face them, and Jen felt her blood turn ice cold. He looked much the same as he had earlier, but the bag he had been carrying was now replaced with a massive knife and blood spattered all over his hands, shirt, and mask. His other hand had been obscured by the rest of his gargantuan form. But as he turned, the two could see that it was not empty as it had been before. The giant's fingers gripped Brent's hair tight as he stood glaring at Jen and Derek, holding their dead friend's severed head dripping onto the concrete. Holy shit. Derek let out breathlessly before turning to Jen. Call the fucking cops. I'll... Time stood still for a moment. Derek stood before her, but he never finished his sentence. Instead, he only made a few choking sounds as blood spilled from his mouth. A giant knife protruded from the side of his neck, and the two could only exchange horrified glances before Derek fell to the ground, clutching his throat and blocking the hole in the fence. Jen could only stand, horrified. She couldn't run. She couldn't scream. Her legs felt as if they weighed a metric ton each. Her hands shook and tears began to fill her wide, shocked eyes. And the only thing she could hear was her own rapid, jagged breaths. Unaware of how long she'd been standing there, she finally looked up. Way up. To see the giant man standing there. He looked down at her, the tears rolling down her cheeks and mixing with Derek's blood on her face and mask was seemingly the only part of her body that wasn't frozen in place. The man stood over her for a moment more, and it felt like an eternity, before turning away and retrieving his knife from her lover's neck, making a nauseating, squelching sound as the blade left his flesh. The mammoth man turned to face her one last time, and then walked to the alley and out of sight. Moments later, her ability to move returned, and panic set in. Still unable to scream, she stumbled towards the alley, her only means of help and possible escape. Dropping the alcohol, she realized she had still been carrying, and removed the mask, only now realizing the metallic taste and smell of Derek's blood clinging to it, dropping it to the ground. At the sight of Brent's mangled body in the alley, she fell to her knees, and began to vomit, shaking and crying. She rolled over, resting her back against the cold brick of the building behind her. Her blood ran ice cold, but it wasn't because of the wall. It was because the man was back, standing between her and the mask she had carelessly dropped. Shit.
she thought. She had been wearing hers the entire time, and they hadn't. That's why he didn't kill her. He picked up a can of the discarded seltzer water she had dropped and began walking towards her as she begged through sobs. Wait, no, I'll put it back on. With incredible speed and strength, the behemoth slammed the full seltzer can through the center of her face, driving her nose to the back of her skull. Bits of brain and blood began to rush from the hole that was her shattered face with the seltzer water from the now busted can. Before he left, the masked man stooped over and placed a mask over the face of his latest victim, leaving her to spasm alone in the alley. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed Wear Your Mask by Cameron Baker. And while my stance is not nearly as firm as our masked gigantic friend, I do hope we're at least being respectful about the other people you're spending time with this spooky season. One last reminder for those looking to win the t-shirt from Curse of Cult. The question is, what state is Jen from? Send your answer in an email to unwantedthingspod at yahoo.com with your name and you'll be entered to win. Simple as that. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. We'll be seeing you soon.